you confused? If you're a new listener, you don't know what just happened. But if you're a long-time fan, you know that I just interrupted my intro music. You want to know why? Because I listen to the people, and I listen to y'all. Y'all have told me, hey, McNeil, we want you to talk more. Hey, McNeil, we don't know anything about you. Give us a little more. Well, my episodes are about my guest, and surprisingly enough, I've learned that the world does not revolve around me. That was a tough life lesson, y'all. I learned that lesson at 24. It was crazy, though, because every time I'd be dating a girl when I was younger, and she would say, you know, the world doesn't revolve around you. I would feel bad for her because I would think she's not prepared for life. She doesn't understand how the world works. But I've been humbled since then. I've grown since then. I'm 29 now, and I know that life is about compromise. So what I'm going to do for you is each week I'm going to record an intro. And in that, you're going to hear about my week. You're going to hear about my journey on humor and mistakes because I am on a path of growth. Because I realize that, yo, maybe it's time for me to grow up a little bit. Maybe it's time for me to take comedy seriously. You know what happened recently? My therapist basically called me a bitch. She called me a punk. Here's what she said to me. Because I'm a slacker, just to let y'all know. I've slacked my entire life. And not even in a bad way. It's just that I was always in the academically gifted classes. Things came easy to me. So I never tried hard. And what my therapist said is, because I was telling her this and I was telling her, you know, at work I do the bare minimum and still get good reviews. And she said, you know what? You drive through life with one hand on the steering wheel. And I was like, first of all, have you been stalking me? Because that is exactly how I drive my Toyota Camry. Shout out to Toyota. We're not sponsored by Toyota, but we're going to give them a shout out anyway so that one day we are sponsored by Toyota. Hey, I'm saying it. I'm putting it into the air. I'm putting it into the universe. Toyota is going to sponsor a brother one day. Anyways, she said you drive with one hand on the steering wheel in life because you are scared to drive with two hands because it gives you an out so if you mess up you can always say hey i was only driving with one hand if you hit those kids in the parking lot hey my bad i only had one hand on the steering wheel what she said is i'm going to challenge you to do your best at everything and don't give yourself the out of not having tried your best put two hands on the steering wheel So with that being said, warning y'all, warning, your boy has never driven with two hands. Your boy don't even know how to put his right hand on a steering wheel. And that's my dominant hand. But you know what? I'm driving with two hands from now on. On November 19th at 7.56 a.m., I've learned to put my hand at tendon too.
So with that being said, I bought a planner. I got a Google Calendar now, guys. I used to never know who was showing up for an interview. I just used to schedule all of them. And I used to schedule for like two weeks out. Like, hey, you're in week one. You're in week two. You're in week three. Four weeks from now. And then I never knew who I was interviewing until they walked in the door. I planned my day to day. I don't even know what that's like. But I know what I'm going to be doing today. (sighs) And my normal 15 to 20 minutes late to work. I'm cutting that down to five minutes. You heard me. I'm only going to be five minutes late to work today. I'll update you on my progress. I invite you on my journey. This week's guest is a longtime friend. Her name is Heather Gordy. Um, She's a yoga instructor and an entrepreneur. And I'm very excited about this interview because... After college, well, I knew her in college, and she was very quiet, and she was one of the most kindest people I'd ever met, but she was just one of those very quiet people, and then, you know, I graduated, I was two years older than her, and we fell out of touch, but then I started seeing her being very active on social media, I saw her starting her business, and to be honest, I was like, what happened? I need to know, like, how did this growth happen? And I wanted to interview her. And she lives in Wilmington, and I live in Raleigh, and that's about a two-hour drive. And so another reason I appreciate her is because one of my goals with this podcast was to be able to take it on the road. So I bought a bunch of mics, and I bought a bunch of studio equipment, and I wanted to be able to record people outside of the radio station where I normally do it. So I hit her up, and I said, listen, I don't even know how to record, so there's a chance that this episode may not be able to be released because I don't even know what I'm doing. And she said, cool. So I'm thankful for that. And it turned out well. So here is Heather Gordy's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Humor and Mistakes podcast with me, McNeil. Each week we have a guest on our show to discuss mistakes, mishaps, and missteps that they made throughout life. We hope to find wisdom and a few laughs along the way. This week, we're here with Heather Gordy. Gordy. Oh, I messed her name up, but she's a yoga instructor, and currently she's working to find her soul purpose and soul path. She wants to be a healer. Howdy, Heather. Define healer. That's what I want to go with first. Like, do you oh, want wow. to? Do you want to be like Jesus if someone falls down, like you no. touch them and they can walk again? No, <laughs> not exactly. You want um, those powers? I want to um, serve in whatever way spirit asks me to. Um, So I see myself as a healer. I see yoga as a form of healing. So I'm already contributing um, to my soul purpose um, in working along my soul path. But I see that there is much more in the future. And I see myself 
uh, working to be an energy healer in some form. So there are so many different types of healing. And so right now I'm just learning, gaining knowledge. And I believe that when the time comes, um, I will know what training I need and what form of healing that I will do. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Who is Heather Gordy? Like, if we were sitting on an airplane, <laughs> we're just we're doing some small talk. What would you say about yourself? I. Would, we know each other, by the way. I should have learned. <laughs> I'd probably start with I'm a yoga instructor because it's the easiest to form a connection with someone. Okay. Um, it's something that people, even if they don't practice it, they've heard it, they've seen it in some shape or form. So it gains interest in conversation. Okay, so you just lead off with that. Look, I'm not going to tell you my name, but I teach yoga. No, Be no, no. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, to give the people a little background, Heather and I know each other from college, and uh, when I met you, you were going to be a writer, and you still may be a writer. I am. Um, but then, like, I started seeing what she was doing over Facebook after graduating. I was like, okay, she's a yoga teacher now. I want to know how that happened. And I felt like it would be good for the people to know, like, your, your process. Um, so, on the elevator, or not, on the airplane, you just lead off with your yoga instructor. <laughs> uh, did you always want to do that? So, um, when I was in college, I was studying to be a creative writer and I still enjoy writing. I still see that as part of my future in some way. But while I was in college, I had a lot of struggles, um, mainly with anxiety, some depression, and it started to weigh pretty heavily. And I had a friend come into my life who practiced yoga and it was just some random day, um, no classes, just woke up in the morning. She had already planned her day and I was just like, well, what are you gonna do today? And she was about to have a yoga session in her room. So she was like, you know, you should just join me, see what it's about. She struggled with anxiety too and she found it helpful. And so I was like, yeah, okay. You know, there's nothing to lose. We're practicing watching a YouTube video. There's no embarrassment there. <laughs> I'm with my best friend. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I gave it a shot, and it was very enjoyable. So, that... So, like, did you have a moment, like, whenever you're doing something new and it's... Like, it, <laughs> I, like what is that moment for yoga, like, when you know that it's it? Like, do you start screaming, like, oh, God, this yoga is my life calling? <laughs> well, no, I actually... I just started practicing here and there, nothing formal. Uh, went to a few classes with her, and then um, there Can came... you do that? Do what? Like, if you start yoga with someone, are you allowed to do it with other people? It's like, how does yoga work? <laughs> um, you just kind of start somewhere. Okay. So, um, you know, I started just taking that class. Um, it was just a YouTube video, you know, someone just leading something very casual, very informal um, on YouTube. And then, you know, the college that I went to, UNCW, they offered some yoga classes so I went to a couple what? of those 
yeah, they offered some yoga classes, just kind of like that. in their fitness program. So what? <laughs> I went to a few of those, and then how come I hear about all these interesting classes? After, after the fact, after I, I still I feel that way too. There's a you know we teach improv. They're like an improv <laughs> class. I didn't know that. That could have been part of my tuition. Like I could yeah, right. We could have made better choices. Yes, oh, I could. <laughs> we could have spent our money in better ways. <laughs> Let's not start opening up the door of better choices I could have made in college. <laughs> there are a plethora of better choices I could have made in college, but. So basically, when I started um, struggling more with anxiety and depression, I took a semester off of school. And basically, taking that semester off of school was me saying, okay, I want to change um, how I feel, and I'm going to do something about it. So how can I do that? And since I had had that experience with yoga, I was like, well, this was sort of helpful. So maybe I should take time to do that. You know, I have months off of school, what am so, I going to do with my time? <laughs> t tell me about that because taking time away is tough for people, especially, you know, in school when you're like, I need to graduate in four years. Or yes. How did you decide, like, I need to take a semester to figure out Heather? Well, I feel like it was a long time coming. I've always been very driven in school, always trying to get ahead and you're trying to do a lot at one time and so um, I'm also very stubborn and so when I felt the need that I probably needed a break I didn't take it and so I just kept on taking classes even through the summer and then I got to a point where um, my performance level was just low because I was so exhausted and um, I wasn't in the best state of mind and I didn't feel like I had the direction in life that I wanted, and so. What What are we talking about performance? Because you're a nerd, <laughs> so like if you if, if I talk about for my performance, Wayne, it'd be like <laughs> F's and D's. But were you making like B's and calling that like no. bad performance? So I actually, it was kind of like you know the classes that I did find enjoyable. I actually tried, but then the other ones where. They weren't enjoyable, but I still needed them for my degree. You know, my priorities just shifted. I was like, well, I don't care about them. I'm not in the state of mind to care about everything right now. So I'm just not going to do those classes. And so even though I was taking them, I wasn't doing anything for them. You made a bad grade. <laughs> yes. Y'all, I haven't talked to Heather in a couple of years. <laughs> I'm learning so much. <laughs> But um, I did do something about it. So it kind of got to the point where it reached the end of the semester. I was like, I'm going to fail classes and there's nothing I can do about it. But it's not the end of the semester yet. So I went to my professors. I was really honest with them. I was like, look, this is what I've been dealing with. Um, and I really think that all I can do is take some time away from school because I'm just exhausted. And so they provided me with resources. They advised me to talk to my advisor. They advised me to talk to the head of the department. And since it was, um, I was dealing with depression and anxiety and just different issues, they were willing to work with me, which I was very grateful for. So basically what we did was we scratched that semester and you know, I still had to pay for it. Yeah. But they were like, you know, we're not gonna hold this on 
your record. What? So these grades no, 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 aren't no, no, no. going to go <laughs> against you. Um, I did have to have like a written letter for it um, saying that it was, was needed. And so um, there was definitely other hold things up, that I had I to get to in order you. for this to happen. <laughs> You're telling me that... As many bad grades as I got in college, all I had to do was like go chat with the professor. <laughs> it was it was way more than that. <laughs> okay. It was definitely way more of that. Um, but what yeah. Was the professor, like, what did I need to do? <laughs> I um, I don't know. I was seeing a therapist at the time, so she had to provide me with a letter okay. that basically said that that was needed. Um, that. You know, I wasn't able to give my best performance because of these other issues. And so she advised that it was best for me to take a semester off of school, too, which is what allowed me to be able to take a semester off and jump back into school so easily. So um, they they let go of that semester. Um, I took the next semester off, and that's when I, I focused on these other things. So... I I went around to different yoga studios since that was making me feel much better than other things that I was doing. She and I had the help of my therapist too, so she you know she, she basically advised me too these things that are helping you invest more time into them. So I definitely went to more yoga classes. I made that a commitment, and then I tried new things too that. Um, helped me get out of my comfort zone, um, helped me find more expression in myself so that I was learning more about myself and learning more about what brought me joy, what brought me peace. And so the yoga studio that I really became attached to was the Wilmington Yoga Studio. And I enjoyed all of their instructors, all of their classes, and some of my other friends, including my friend that first introduced me to yoga, they went on to do their yoga teaching training. And so just kind of seeing how it transformed their lives and transformed their practice since I was on this path now where I was like, well, yoga is helping me. I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to commit to this. This is my time for myself. This is my time for my growth. And so I'm going to do this a lot. It would be nice to have training that can further my practice outside of the classroom, even if I don't become a teacher. So I looked into different programs. I actually decided to sign up for the teacher training offered by the Wilmington Yoga Center. And even though I didn't fully know it at the time that I wanted to teach, I knew I was making the right decision that I just knew, I felt so confident that I'm going to take my yoga teaching training and it's going to be very rewarding for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, so I think it's interesting to hear you say that, like you processed all these things out, but it started with admitting that you needed to make a change. Absolutely. And how hard is it to admit that? Because we all want to seem like that we're in control. I like to control a lot of shit. So. <laughs> yes, um, especially being one that's extremely stubborn. Um, I fought with myself a lot. You know, I fought with myself taking time away from school. I fought with myself changing like? my degree. Like, what does Heather <laughs> fighting with herself look like? 
Well, are y'all like, <laughs> is it like two Heathers on your shoulder or is it like, I get very stubborn in the decisions that I've already made. So that's been in my yoga practice has helped with this tremendously because it, it allows you to be so much more open-minded and also allows you to welcome new experiences. So in the past, um, when I went to UNCW, I was set on majoring in marine biology. It took a whole year for me to say, well, I actually like environmental science more, so I'm going to do this. And then it actually took to the last semester of my school because even when I discovered that I enjoyed creative writing, I was like, well, I'm going to double major. I can't let go of this yet. I have to major in can, environmental science. Can you science. stop talking to my soul? Because the only reason <laughs> I have an accounting degree on top of my computer science is like, well, I started it. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, we come to those, um, we have a really hard time letting go of things, especially when we've started it. Even when we already decide that we don't need this anymore. So, I you wish know, you could have seen me in my accounting class this senior year. Like, my teacher was like, Do you even care? I know. I don't. I really don't. I know. And that's how I felt about my environmental science degree, too. And so, when I took that semester off, I really sat down and I was like, What do I want? You know, what is serving me and what is not serving me? And even though I was passionate about environmental science, I was. I had a belief in my mind that I had to have the degree in order to have knowledge about the environment, in order to practice conservation. I felt that I needed this piece of paper of proof that told me I was knowledgeable, (laughs) yes, in conservation and in serving my planet. And then when I was actually able to let go of that misbelief, and I was able to say, no, I can learn about these topics on my own. I can still be passionate about this topic because I know I'm never actually going to have a career in this. So I don't actually need the degree. I just want my passion to be there and I can have my passion on in that subject without having that degree. Time out for a second. I want to <laughs> change the subject for a little bit. Um, Heather is such an angel and so passionate <laughs> about the environment. I asked her today, does she kill ant, uh, bugs? What did you say? No. <laughs> what do you do to bugs? I put them back outside. Commendable. Now take it a step <laughs> further and tell me what you also do. So if I, if I find them dead, if I find that they are already dead, um, this is also a way for me to honor the earth. Um, I, and honor the animal kingdom. So to honor the lives of even the smallest life and to honor our ecosystem and how everything works. If I see something that has passed, its life is dead. Um, I create a little burial for it. Nothing. Even ants. <laughs> nothing too fancy. I actually have buried ants before. But, <laughs> you know, I just create a little hole in the dirt, I put it there, I cover it up, and I just say I am grateful for this life, I am grateful for the work that you did for our ecosystem, thank you for serving our environment. That's beautiful. And it's as simple as that, but it, you know, it's a way that I... Even bees, wasps. I I would, but I actually haven't come in contact with a dead bee or wasp yet. Okay, okay. 
Uh, that is where we will divide. Uh, <laughs> wasps can rot in hell. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Every other, I can get behind, you know, ants, wasps, no. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. You know, I think they're all serving a purpose, Fair even enough. if I don't understand their purpose. True. Um, I see that with human beings too, you know, even though I may not understand someone else's state of mind, I, I still feel that they're here for a purpose. So I'm going to try to honor them, even when it's hard. I agree. I think people are innately good. They're just misunderstood or you don't understand their rationale. Yeah. I also believe they can be misdirected too. So um, it takes a lot to come to see your own purpose and who you are and it takes a lot to believe in yourself and it takes a lot to even love yourself especially when we're constantly told that we shouldn't love ourselves <laughs> that we should criticize ourselves um, and some forms of criticism can be good but when we're placing judgments and when we are creating harm for ourselves and harmful thoughts for ourselves it doesn't it doesn't serve any purpose because what good is it doing for you? Uh, so there's this lady called Brooke Castile and she has a podcast and she says most people treat themselves worse than they would treat a friend that's in yes. trouble. Yes. Like they say, they say so many mean things to themselves that they would never say it to a friend that's in trouble. And I believe that. Yeah. I absolutely believe that because I believe I did that to myself for a while and I think that's something else that yoga taught wait, me. Wait, how are you? Okay, because this is something I don't understand. You're so nice. So how are you mean to yourself? Like, is there like B word Heather that's just mean to herself? <laughs> like, she's got, hmm, she's like got blood all over. Like, she's just angry. She just like mean Heather that just is so mean to herself. I don't. I she don't know. She curses at herself. It's very. Speaks with an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's very complicated thoughts, and I think that's what I struggled with. With. For a really long time is like why do I even like why do I even do this to myself but um, I believe that self-love is a practice and it's something that you have to practice daily or you will be criticizing to yourself um, but I don't know I think that that's a lot of the anxiety and the depression that I struggled with was not seeing my own self-worth was seeing everyone else around me worthy of kindness but not seeing myself worthy of kindness. So it was hard for me to show myself that same kindness because I didn't see my own worth. Uh, I constantly told myself that I didn't deserve that when that was a lie. That was another misbelief um, that I held on to for a while and I had to, I still have to continually let go of that belief and tell myself, you know, I am worthy and I deserve the same kindness that everyone does. So when you were making this change, because this was a, a major change, right? I think from the outside looking in, you know, people may not have known what you were doing, especially family, you know? So how did you deal with that when you were making these life changes that are hard to explain because you can't even explain mm -hmm. them yourself? You're just like, I'm trying to reverse this shit. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. So I, I can't explain shit to you right now. Yeah. Um, well, 
I, it, that's a hard question. I think, I think honesty is a big part of it. Um, being honest to other people that you can't explain the whole situation. Yeah. Um, being honest that you don't know all the answers and trying to explain and express the best way that you can, no matter how that looks, um, so that you're, you're expressing something. Um, but, you know, a pro and a con of my family is that they don't really like to talk about things. <laughs> so um, when the time came that I was like, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with things and I need to see a therapist, they didn't ask any questions. They were like, okay, do what you want to do. You know, I, don't, I don't really want to talk about it, but you know, I'm here for you, but I don't really want to talk about it. So we keep you... it very Yes. So, um, but also I'm the type of person, you know, I'm way more open now than I used to be, but at the time I needed to figure out a lot of things on my own. So I didn't want other people's opinions because that was going to skew my own perspectives. I needed to just kind of sit with myself and get to know myself and wrap my own head around things before hearing other people's opinions. So I basically was like, you know, I need to do these things and I can't talk about it yet. There might come a time and there might not come a time, you know, but I'll let you know if that time comes where I can talk about it. But right now is not the time. So you will have to wait and that will just have to be okay. You know, I had to definitely come to set some boundaries with people and um, I learned that the people who care, the people who show respect to you are going to respect those boundaries without question. They're going to say, okay, you know, I'm here for you. And when you're ready, you can come to me. But, um, right now I, I'm going to understand the best that I can and I'm going to work with your own needs. So, um, my friends, I had lots of friends who were extremely supportive, um, especially during those times where, you know, I didn't really understand what I was feeling. I didn't understand how to express them. And I just needed time alone in a way. And I was fortunate enough to have people around me who also had some experience with what I was feeling. So they understood that my actions weren't against them in any way. I wasn't separating myself from them. I just needed time to be alone. So they didn't, those times where I was distant, you know, didn't feel like distance for them. They were like, you know, she's just, she just needs this time. And it's not going to change our friendship at all because they were confident with themselves, they were confident with our friendship, so they didn't take my actions against them. So that was very helpful. I did. <laughs> I was like, no. you know, I don't know who she thinks she is. <laughs> Not talking to me. <laughs> um, so, so where are you at now? Right now, um, I'm at a place where I am learning a lot. <laughs> I am learning so much. Um, but basically, my yoga practice opened up so much more than I ever could imagine. I took my yoga teaching training, and it was during my yoga teaching training that I came to realize, you know, yes, I do want to teach yoga because everything that I was feeling, everything that I'm going to feel in the future, 
I know that this helps and I want to show other people that this might be an option for them. You know, it, it doesn't work for everyone. It doesn't help everyone, but I do believe that yoga is healing. I do believe that yoga has many physical, mental, and spiritual benefits. And I saw that firsthand with my experiences and I decided, you know, I know how much pain I felt and I just want to help people feel release from any pain that they feel, whether it's physically in the body or whether it's mentally or spiritually, whatever you're experiencing, I want to try my best to offer release. And I believe yoga can assist in that. There are definitely other things that you have to also, um, you might also have to practice or join in with yoga. Um, I definitely, you know, seeing my own practice, those, you know, when my friend first introduced it to me, even though I knew that it helped because I felt release in the moment, um, it took a while for me to actually commit to my own practice and commit to my own needs and say that I'm going to do this regularly to actually benefit me. You know, I was stubborn for a while. I didn't want or to put commitment in... issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't willing to put in the work at that moment. So there definitely came a time where I decided that was the time where I took the semester off. Hey, I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to do this for myself and do what needs to be done. And I'm going to show up for my practice as a way to show up for myself. Um, and be there for myself. And so I definitely think, you know, you can go through the motions, you can go through a practice and just be going through the motions, but it definitely takes awareness. It takes communication with your own self, with your own body to actually go a step for, um, a step further in transformation and growth. And over time, I saw that because I believe that's one of the things things that yoga teaches us is that all of life is a practice and so gaining awareness gaining growth it's all a practice and as long as you're putting that awareness there as long as you're taking those steps there you are going to ch see changes and you are going to see transformation so you even took it a step further because not only were you teaching for uh, a company you the yoga the yoga wilmington wilmington yoga either <laughs> but now you're actually teaching on your own, like you're starting your own. Yes, so I did my training with the Wilmington Yoga Center. And um, after my training, I actually took another year before receiving my actual certification. So basically you go through training, you um, complete hours outside of training, you complete other work outside of training, and then you file with the yoga alliance so whatever program you went to when you complete it they give you something that you can then give to the yoga alliance um the yoga alliance reviews it and then they give you your formal certification um to teach in whatever you know there's so many different types of alliance. yoga trainings that sounds like a war like, <laughs> is there is there a, is there like a counter like someone else another yoga place no there is not like, there is not y'all talking peace and then y'all got alliances and whatnot um basically the yoga alliance was formed um so as as a way that other people could see that you are 
accredited yoga teacher. So, um, and also, you know, as a way to know um, that I'm teaching people safely. So the Yoga Alliance was created so, so that I, I basically have someone checking in, you know, that I'm doing things correctly so that other people can trust me when I tell them to get in a certain position with it, <laughs> you know, that, you know, I'm not going to hurt them or try to cause injury to them. And or sound creepy. <laughs> get in position. <laughs> Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. I, uh, I dated a yoga, not dated. I had a relationship with a yoga teacher and that was like one of the jokes we would make back and forth. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, after I received my certification, I started teaching in around places, you know, I just kind of started saying, hey, I'm a yoga instructor. I would like to teach um, at your gym or I would like to teach at your studio. And most places will, um, if they have room for another yoga instructor, they will, you'll do a demo for them. So you'll set a date and time, basically, you know, in comparing it to um, an office type of setting, you know, that's my interview. I go in and I do a demo and they listen for what cues I'm giving. They pay attention to, you know, if I'm being safe. Um, and also just some other criteria, depending on like what style of class that I'm teaching. Um, they basically just experience it and, and then they decide if they want me to teach there or not. Because, you know, as a studio, they want to make sure their instructors are leading their students safely. So they do a demo so that they can experience it themselves. And um, yeah, that's what I did. And I just kind of started one class at a time. Okay. <laughs> how, how you often have to do, like start at one thing at a time, one step? What do you mean? Like in life, you have to take things one step at a time. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that's why, you know, after I completed my yoga training, I still kind of took a whole year uh, before actually receiving my certification, before feeling like I was ready to go out into the world and provide this service. Um, I, I took that time to kind of digest the information and continue practicing and learning. And then when I felt ready, I went out into the world. <laughs> Was it scary learning something new? Like, cause this wasn't what you had gone to college to do, you know? Uh, cause I was, what, two years older than you? So when I left, this was not what you were doing. Right. <laughs> it, it was different. Um, it wasn't scary in the sense of other things that I've done. And I think that's because- What have you done? I'm <laughs> just kind of other things like, you know, you do parkour. Like what else have you done? No, no. Just think talking about like different career choices or different interviews. Um, you know, I think because I was unsure whether or not that was what I actually wanted to do. I felt nervous going in 
and showing them who I was because I myself wasn't completely sure if that's what I wanted. But going through my training, even though it took me out of my comfort zone um, because I had to get in front of people and (laughs) um, be in a more leadership position, and that was something that I never imagined myself doing. What? Um, It felt very right in my heart, and I felt very sure this is what... I can offer to people, this is what I want to offer to people, this is what I feel good doing, this is what brings me the most joy. And so a lot of those fears were gone. Um, It wasn't scary anymore, it was so much excitement. (laughs) Because it just felt, it felt like I was moving in such the right direction. And it was exciting because it was kind of like the first time in my life, I felt like I was making choices that I actually wanted to make rather than just going through the motions, rather than just getting a degree just to get a degree because I felt like that's what everyone does. <laughs> so you experience that that feeling that people talk about, like, this is what I'm meant to do. Like, yes. <laughs> you're a believer now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there kind of came another moment where I saw the power of commitment and I was like, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to do what needs to be done in order for me to be successful in this as a career and not just as a passion or a practice, but making it be able to support me (laughs) because that's not an easy thing to do well you got expensive (laughs) taste or something um it's just very hard for people to be a full-time yoga instructor and um i'm a lot of people you know you kind of combined it combine it with um other passions and that's what i'm doing but it's still challenging um to Actually, you're working another gig. I do. I do work another job, um, and I'm. That's like (laughs) a whole story in itself. (laughs) Um, But it is just really hard to actually teach yoga as a career, um, to have it fully support you. So, you know, I made a commitment and. I was like, you know, I know this is going to be hard. It's um, not going to give me a lot of finances, but I'm going to make it work because my worry isn't like, I'm not doing it for the finances. I'm doing it because it's what I believe I'm supposed to do. (laughs) I'm doing it because I believe it brings more peace into the world. It brings people more release and um, it's also what brings, it brings me so much joy to be able to offer that to people. And if I'm not doing that, if I'm, if I'm doing something else, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> You're not. You're going to be Heather that argues with herself <laughs> alone in her room <laughs> in a Russian accent. <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to imagine. You keep visioning these accents. I'm imagining angry, evil Heather. There's like so many 
I'm trying to think of it. it. It's more so just, I don't know how to explain it. I'm so, not mean to yeah. myself. Y'all, let me, let me give y'all a synopsis of Heather now. <laughs> like, Heather is in such a good mood. She's smiling now. She's in a home. She's living <laughs> with a very handsome man, her boyfriend. <laughs> like, this wasn't the Heather that I left. So you have to follow your dreams. Like, once I release this episode, go look up Heather and then go look up her boyfriend. He's very handsome. So, like, this is what you can get if you follow your dreams. <laughs> Don't lie. I'm no. I I support everything you just said. Abercrombie <laughs> model <laughs> on the cover of magazines type. It it definitely has been a lot of work though. Like I I definitely follow your dreams, but be willing to put in the work because you care about yourself. Um, and it's not easy. It's not. But going back to that idea of self love. Um, and showing yourself giving yourself what you truly deserve you know you deserve to be happy and if your dreams are your dreams are absolutely worth that so um putting in the work for yourself um putting in the work as an act of self-love so i told you that there's gonna be questions right yes how do you put in the work for a goal that's very far in the future and you got real problems right now Hmm. How did you do it? Because you did. So, um, I had to take it one moment at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I had to, so, you know, I struggled with a lot of anxiety and depression, and that's just a lot of feelings. So I had to allow myself to honor that. I had to allow myself to honor my feelings and Define I, honor. So I see that again as an act of self-love. So when I talk about self-love, um, I'm not necessarily talking about treating yourself as in going and buying yourself things or um, although that can be an act of self-love, but um, I'm talking about things more at the core of yourself. So actually taking time to have a conversation with yourself. Um, taking time to notice how you're actually feeling and what is going to help you express love to yourself. So um, it might be easier to give an example, but um, one way that I practice self-love is taking a moment throughout my day. So maybe taking a moment in the morning, taking a moment in the afternoon, taking a moment in the evening and pausing. So getting away from any other distractions and sitting there and sometimes I think of it as taking inventory okay well how is my body feeling physically how am I feeling emotionally how am I feeling mentally and trying to not pass any judgments but just taking inventory you know checking boxes off um, this is how I feel right now <laughs> um, and allowing that to be okay 
And if you want to feel different, you know, asking yourself, not looking outside, asking your own body and yourself, okay, what do you need? Um, what is going to make me feel my best self right now? And what I found was um, changing my diet helped. You know, my body needed nutrition that I wasn't really getting um, with my lifestyle. And so, um, <laughs> um, just kind of eating a lot of junk food, okay. eating whatever I wanted, that's not really treating yourself. You know, if you actually sit and ask your body what it actually needs, <laughs> it's going to point you in more healthier direction. Um, I just want to know, <laughs> we are still getting burgers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect yourself, love. You can sit there and watch me eat a burger. Right. But and it's absolutely okay to have those things. But when you are feeling bad, when your body is feeling bad, I mean, even feeling... I'll tell you jokes on the way so you'll be <laughs> in a good mood. <laughs> even feeling... Um, I mean, even down to noticing, you know, if you eat something or if you do something gaining awareness to where if 20 minutes an hour later you are not feeling good anymore <laughs> taking note that maybe what you just ate wasn't serving your body maybe what you just did wasn't actually what you needed can you stop talking to me right now <laughs> <laughs> and it's really just practicing this awareness and building a communication with yourself and with your body because i believe your body is constantly trying to tell you what it actually needs um, by feelings by sensations by discomfort um, and also by comfort you know it's going to show you what you enjoy also but gaining this awareness so that you can move in a direction that better serves you. Um, Heather, you're going to cause me to have to change some things in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, you know, an act of self-love is understanding that it's all a practice. So those days that you don't check in with yourself. And you I know, make a mistake. Like, yeah. I, you know. Understanding that that's okay. And, you know, if this is truly something that you want, if you truly want change, you know, allowing that to be okay and trying again the next day, trying again later that day, um, trying to give yourself that. And I, I love the phrase, um, love yourself enough. So, you know, we contemplate all the time, even if we know that fitness is good for us. We contemplate whether or not we want to go to the gym. But those days where I don't really feel like going <laughs> or I'm just not really in that mindset of going. Um, and sometimes, you know, fitness isn't the option. Sometimes I need rest. But that's where building that communication with your body comes in. You know, asking yourself, like, do I need to get up right now and go to the gym or go for a run or do something active for my body? Or do I actually need rest? And being honest with yourself, coming back to honesty and loving yourself enough to be honest with yourself and make the choices that are going to encourage change. It's cool because I, okay, so I've had people on this podcast, like business people who are very like, you gotta do this. 
and it's strict and you do this to better yourself, right? But then hearing it from your side, you're not saying the same thing, but you are, right? You're saying there's certain things you have to do because you love yourself, even though like you're on the opposite end of the spectrum, like as far as like how y'all would talk and communicate. Like they're like very money strict. I need to do this to get to where I need to go, but you're saying the same thing, but in a chill way. <laughs> and also it's just, it's so different for everyone. Um, it, and with my own experience, I mean, just last week, I had to give myself a day where I did absolutely nothing because that is what I needed. I needed rest. I also needed to, I, you know, some people can see this behavior as lazy, you know, that's, but that's passing a judgment. So not passing judgments or putting any labels or anything, but I just asked myself, you know, I don't feel good. I don't feel good emotionally. I feel drained. I feel tired. I'm not really feeling myself. So, you know, I'm going to allow myself to do nothing today, even though it's in the middle of the week. You watch um, Netflix? Yes. Okay. What show? And the people need to relate to you. Parks and Rec. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, even though I've watched it three times, but hey. You're not an office person? Oh, I watched, I already finished that again. Okay. <laughs> I just cycle through them. The office is my show. <laughs> um, but you know, and you can't do this all the time. You, you know, I, I understand that not everyone can take this, but even when I worked an office job, there came days where, you know, I really felt sick, even though I wasn't physically throwing up, you know, I felt sick and I needed the day off. Um, and I needed to take it. And I needed people to understand that that was okay to do. You, not to change the subject, but that's one of the greatest things about being a man. Because if, if I was a girl and I got sick, I would automatically think I was pregnant. Like, every <laughs> single time. Like, like, as soon as I got a headache, I'd be freaking out. Like, oh, God, am I pregnant? Like, oh, no. That's just a, a side topic. <laughs> that, like, sometimes I'm like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I would always be in anxiety. <laughs> I stub my toe and be like, yo, is this a symptom of pregnancy? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think it's very important to be gentle with yourself. Um, and I think it's very important to be honest with yourself. And you're not always going to be able to give your best or to give what you see as your best um and it's okay um i think it's important to allow that to be okay um it's when we don't allow that to be okay when we feel criticism towards ourselves. um when we create these beliefs that we have to be perfect when that is impossible absolutely impossible and it will always be impossible <laughs> um, no matter how often we tell ourselves that you know we want that perfection all the time um, so it's okay to allow yourself a day to just be however you are and I, I love that phrasing too you know you just have to allow yourself to be sometimes you have to allow yourself to feel sometimes because how how else are you going to come to feel different if every day you're just pushing your feelings aside? Um, how else are you going to find release if you don't allow 
some feelings to just come up and out. Um, and it's important to find ways to do this um, in a way that's healthy for you, which is why, you know, for me at the time, it was good talking to a therapist because she was able to introduce me to ways that it was going to be healthy. And so, you know, she was able to say, you know, go take more yoga classes, you know, even though that's such a simple thing to say. Um, internally, I was fighting so much against it. And I really In just... In a Russian accent. <laughs> I really just needed someone to say like, hey, you know, that might be medicine for you. So go take yoga classes. Um, sometimes listening to music is very healing, you know, but go do things that are healing for you so that you can find ways to find release from whatever you're struggling with. Um, because no matter how much we try to control our lives, it doesn't matter what field of work you're in. It doesn't matter what you do from your day to day. You will always face challenges. Life will circle around again and again and face you with different challenges and it's important to find ways to work through those challenges um, in a healthy way and also learn to grow from those challenges learn to communicate with yourself so that you understand what those challenges mean for you so question from the people what do you do when you have to get toxic people out of your life? <laughs> um, well, so, I actually believe that, so I, I see myself as working towards enlightenment or working towards um, my highest self. Um, People can call it whatever they want. I'll call um, it enlightenment. <laughs> but I believe that, you know, every day I'm trying to work to um, be the best person that I can be. And I think that when you are honestly doing that, um, toxic people don't want to be around you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so um, when you are trying to be the best person that you can be, when you are speaking your truth, um, speaking honestly, you are going to attract people that are good for you. You are going to, you're going to be like a magnet. You're going to attract people in your life that deserve to be there, that are meant to be there, that are going to help you work to be that person that you're trying to be, that, that is just your highest self. Um, and other people, um, they're not going to want that. And they're going to leave. Heather, you're about to change the whole landscape of this podcast. Because I'm about to implement a rule. <laughs> Nobody younger than me can be on this podcast. Because they're not about to sound smarter than me. Have all this worldly knowledge. And be three years my junior high. That shit ain't about to happen. I've only been inviting people older than me. And now I realize why. I'm like, God damn, why do you take some notes? This is this ain't about to happen. What the hell happened in the past three years? <laughs> you just grew up. Um, but maybe, maybe I was that toxic person. <laughs> you know, looking at the other side, there will come times where you may have to decide that someone in your life isn't serving you. Um, where they might be toxic, and that's a very hard decision to make. Um, and you know, it's important. You know, if you are on this path to 
be your highest self, I believe it's important to um, speak to them in a loving and compassionate way and um, explain to them in a loving, compassionate way um, <laughs> that you're, you're moving in a different direction um, in some way that, you know, you still love them, you're still there for them, but you might not be able to be there for them like you were in the past. Um, that, you know, you're always going to be there for them to reach out to if they need you. Um, but you need to take time and spend time doing these other things that are more serving for you. Um, and that's a very hard conversation to have. Um, have you had to have it? I, I haven't necessarily had to have it. I've, I've found that as I've moved on this path, people just kind of, um, again, people who just have different interests or, um, are working towards different things. They just kind of naturally float away. Um, but I, in some ways I have had to come to distance myself. Um, from certain places or from certain environments that I know aren't serving to me. Um, but I haven't had to have an actual conversation with someone. Um, I just, I often find that creating a little bit of that distance and, you know, speaking your truth and starting to work towards a path of becoming your highest self. I think other people who aren't working in that direction, they just kind of naturally start to drift away. That's very true. So currently right now, um, you're on your journey. Like you've made a lot of progress, but you still admit that you're on your journey. So how does that feel? Like to, to, to be on your journey and to know that, are you excited to be on this journey now that you figured it out? I am so excited. Um, I feel so much excitement <laughs> um, because. Um, you know what I noticed? Your nails ain't bitten. And back in the day, you used to bite the shit out. Both of us do. Well, did. <laughs> um, I definitely take more care of them now. I, okay. I catch myself. Um, it's something that I still work on. But. Okay. I definitely have made more progress trying to keep them healthy. Okay. So it's like an anxiety thing. It is. It is, and you know, I'm. I still get anxiety. Yeah. You know, I still get um, days where I'm feeling depressed, but I also feel that now I have more tools to help me get out of those spaces. Or um, I also feel that I understand more that you know, not all of those feelings are bad, and. Um, those feelings aren't, aren't really good or bad. They're, that's one of the ways my body is trying to communicate to me. Um, it shows me when I need to take time for rest, when I need to come back to my practices of self-love because even though it's something that I try to make a daily practice, I just I get busy, I get caught up in things, and it slowly drifts away until one day I'm like, oh my gosh, why do I feel this way? <laughs> and um, I have to check in with myself. I have to come back. Um, to my practices and um, using these tools to help promote more well-being. 
Well, I did not know that you were to come here, nails cool, like, <laughs> my nails all bitten, like nobody younger than me. But talking about the journey, yeah. So yes, it is very very exciting, but I'm also seeing that I, I believe that we will always be on our journey. Um, there's not really an end result, so I'm trying to enjoy each part. Um, and I don't know what it looks like yet, and I feel more peace than I have in the past about not knowing. Um, I have more trust that now that I'm committed to my own path, to taking the steps um, to serve however I can, on this planet, <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel much more peace about my future, even though I don't really know what it looks like. Well, it looks like it's turned out well. You have a bookshelf like that is. I know. <laughs> you have a bookshelf <laughs> with plants around it. You have come a long way. So we're at the part that I told you was a surprise. Okay. Which you said you might know what it is. I don't think I know. What is it? <laughs> I don't Make know. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, if you guess it, I won't make you do it. I have no idea what Okay. Is. Do I have to sing something? No. Okay. <laughs> I can't sing at all. That'd be I cool. mean, I, I don't know. You're <laughs> handing me headphones to listen to something. Yes. I just have no idea. So, Heather, I told you I had a surprise for you. And it's no longer a surprise. <laughs> this, is take, this is take two. <laughs> told you I had a surprise. We were going to do a motivational speech. The first one were positive people. It went, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Silence can be motivation. I said nothing. <laughs> you know, you, you're talking to those middle school kids. You walk out there, you don't say anything. I just stood there and smiled. Exactly. <laughs> it allows them to make their own decisions about what they want to do with their lives. But just take two. Um, you can and do silence again. Now. You can do silence again if you would like. <laughs> um, but the music's going to start in about five seconds. And give your motivational speech. Take two. Okay. The best advice I can give you is to follow your heart. All the answers that you seek are already within you even small, simple answers, or big answers, even answers about the universe. Everything is within us. Peace is already within us. We can have peace. We can have love. Know that you are love. You are light. You are here with reason with purpose, and you can find that. Ask yourself, look within your own heart, look with love and compassion. All that you seek is already available for you. And no matter what you believe, trust, and what you feel 
and what is on your own heart and know that you are love. There is so much infinite spiritual support around us, more than we could ever imagine. There is more love that exists, more than we can ever imagine. That was beautiful. <laughs> you can take off the headphones now. <laughs> that is, you just gave, was this your first motivational speech? <laughs> yeah. There is going to be many more to come <laughs> if you keep doing what you're doing. And I'll be able to say, listen, See that girl <laughs> She's gotten too famous to talk to me now. But no. I gave her the first motivational speech. So how do you feel? I felt good. You feel it felt good? Yeah. That, that is a that is a meditation. I could have talked practice. for so much longer. Word. I should have let you. <laughs> we'll do part two. Like once yes. you're further along in your journey, yes. we'll do part two and we'll check in. That would be great. Because yeah, I you know, all of this was like Centered around yoga, which was wonderful. It catches people's interest. But I would love to talk about like the more spiritual and healing aspect too. We could do a part two. Yeah, because there's just been there's just been so much this year. <laughs> a lot of stuff. You you you've done a lot. You your your studio's taken off, right? People are signing up. Um, yes, not my studio, but my classes, yes. Okay. Um and I'm I'm doing workshops now, um, starting to interweave some of the other things that I'm passionate about too, and some of the other things that I see in my future, just kind of like testing, doing little mini workshops here and there. Um, and I see a lot for that. It's very exciting. Um, Can you do me a favor? Yes. You, you told me earlier you were friends with, with some psychics, right? Yes. I need you to gain those abilities and start <laughs> letting me know. I'm gonna call you before I make a decision. And be like, yo, Heather, how is this going to turn out? And then you made me not make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can go that far, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely working on things. I need you to get <laughs> be a seer. I'm, I'm working on that. I actually, that's one of the things I've been told is a gift of mine is sight. So. Heather, what? Um, <laughs> you mean, how many decisions did I make that were bad in college? Well, I could have been like. <laughs> McNeil, don't do that. <laughs> I don't have that yet. Okay. I don't have that yet. Y'all, I'm about to make so many good decisions. <laughs> I'm about to blow Heather's phone up. <laughs> Should I tell this inappropriate joke on stage? Oh, no, it's not going to work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It would be great to help you in that way. I don't right. know if I'll get there, but we'll see. I appreciate it. There are a lot of jokes. I'm like, oh, that was too far. <laughs> Probably shouldn't Oh, have man. That. I would love to see that. Well... <laughs> what do you want to leave the people with? Like, what's your final? <sighs> um, I guess to be yourself in every way that you can. Um, there is so much power in being truthful and being yourself. And um, I truly believe that our, if we are really seeking love and compassion in everything that we do, um, we are going to be led on the right path. That is exactly where it started with me. Um, I, I just took it one step at a time. I grounded myself in self-love and gratitude and everything started unfolding from there. So um, 
find a practice in giving gratitude, something daily, finding a practice and showing yourself self-love and so much, so much will start to come for you. Um, and so much discovery and growth. And it's just, it's a really beautiful thing to be in. <laughs> it really is. So Wilmington listeners, <laughs> uh, you're at, you're still at the Wilmington Yoga Studio? I, no, I, I only did my training there. Okay. Um, but I teach at Be Unlimited Yoga. I do my own workshops. So if you find me on Instagram, you definitely will see me post about workshops there right now. What is your um, Instagram handle? My Instagram Heather handle, sorry, I started by saying it. My Instagram handle is at heather.lgordy. Um, and I will be um, releasing my website soon, so that's very exciting. All of that will be kind of, all of those links will be provided on Instagram when the time comes. But um, my next workshop will be on giving gratitude. Um, it's going to be called the Be Grateful Workshop. We're going to have a little bit of yoga, some time for gratitude, connection, um, building support. And at the end, we're going to send blessings um, out to people we are grateful for, for things that we are grateful for. And so um, I, I think it's going to be really beautiful. Um, Heather's going to make you so grateful. <laughs> She's going to make you so grateful. You, you know how you stub your toe you, against that bad post? You're going to say thank you for that bad post. You know how that ex-boyfriend or girlfriend broke your heart? You're going to be like, thank you, ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. That's how grateful you're going to be. You spill your french fries on the floor? You're going to be like, thank you for having a floor to spill french fries upon. Yes, that's how grateful Heather's going to get you. I'm hyping you up. It is. Right thank you. It's definitely a practice. It is a, um, a very practice of awareness and gratitude because you can find gratitude in those moments where you feel pain it's hard but you can get there and I, I believe in that and um, I believe that there is there's reason and that there is lesson in everything that we experience we just have to gain the awareness to see what that lesson is for us and I believe that's how we find growth and transformation is by looking at everything that we experience and asking ourselves what is the lesson here for me what can I gain from this situation? Um, not in a selfish, selfish sense, but in a way as in like, what can I gain so that I can be more serving um, to the world, to the people around me that I love and care about? And how can I um, learn and find growth in every situation so that I can be the best version of myself that I can be, so that I can speak and hear and see with love and compassion in everything around me, even those things that are very hard to see love and compassion in. So come check Heather out. Yes, and that next workshop will be at Upbeat, so you should check them out too. They're a very cool place. Take a class with Heather. If you take a class with Heather and you listen to this podcast, she'll give you a fist bump after class. <laughs> you can find all of my class information um, on my Instagram I I post weekly my schedule because it does change sometimes um, but yeah all of the information Instagram and Facebook is and a good source L. Gordy. <laughs> until I get my website just using those until okay. I can get that going is it, is it lean Leanne 
Carnone? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Lee. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> like, what all has changed? <laughs> I didn't know your middle name started with the L. Like, has that changed in no, the past? No, that's few always years? been in existence. Okay. My name is Heather Lee Gordy okay. on my birth certificate. <laughs> I'm learning like, a lot has changed in the past three years, y'all. I'm discovering a lot. <laughs> you know. Anyways, Heather, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for I, having me. I liked me. what you were doing from an online presence. I was <laughs> like, okay, I haven't talked to you in a few years, uh, but you seem to be doing your thing. Let's check it out because I feel like you discovering yourself would be good for people to hear and your yeah. lessons along that, like learning that. So I appreciate you for being on the show. And thank you be for a- having me. Thank you so much. It's been so great reconnecting and um, being able to chat and also being able to see some of the things that you're doing. Um, you know, you definitely have grown a lot too, and I'm very happy and proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she couldn't, even, she couldn't even say that without laughing, y'all. She like, I done surpassed this No, no, no. Y'all are so mature. Uh, <laughs> so mature now. Um, but yeah, thank you for being on the show. And y'all, that was this episode of the Humor and Mistakes. Uh, we'll catch y'all again next week. Remember, everybody makes mistakes, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs>